Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of That Is Not A Noun. My name is Ishmael, changing the narrative for men of color and fatherhood and changing the narrative for the things I care about. And the one thing I definitely care about, and especially was one of my bucket lists of 2021, was to talk to the legendary Frank McCone. And I had the honor and privilege to talk to this amazing man. Um, it was a phenomenal conversation. Um, if you don't know who Frank McCone is, you need to Google him because he's one of the legends of music. Um, we talked about music, we talked about family and mental health. So enjoyed the conversation. So for you, yeah, yo. There would never it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that I'm behind you But always got you, end of discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake, cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded to prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you but still I know give you every advantage I found couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown and since the baton was passed I've been down cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun not at all Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Ishmael from Dad Is Not A Now. It's all about changing the narrative for men of color and fatherhood, and also about changing the thick narrative about things I care about. And the one thing I care about is one of my favorite artists that's with me right now, the legendary Frank McCone. <laughs> Frank McCone, how hey, you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm alive and healthy. <laughs> and then also, I want to pose this question to you. How's your heart? Because yeah. often we say, how are you doing in our meeting with people? And sometimes people don't mean it. And so words right. have matter. matter. Right. So how's your heart? Uh, well, are we talking figuratively or are we talking physically? Because I'm good either way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mentally, physically, everything. Everything that goes inside together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. You just got to, you know, stay away from the negative. That's all, you know. Stay away from the negative and just, you know, keep yourself surrounded with positive energy, positive people. And, and that's don't what, take any foolishness and you're good to go. <laughs> and that's a good yeah. thing to do because it, yeah, it is hard because because you're in the music business and you get mm -hmm. a lot of foolishness in your way. So how do you stay yeah. away from that? Well, uh, to be honest with you, man, I just wherever I see it, I just go the opposite direction. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just do. Um I stay in my lane. I stay in my lane, man. I was called to do what I'm called to do. And, you know, nobody else's money from their concerts are going to pay my bills. It, it's not going to pay my bills. So why should I concern myself with anybody else? You know, looking to the left, looking to the right. You know, in this business, uh, musicians, recording artists, especially recording artists, get caught up in trying to keep up. Well, what are you keeping up with? 
<laughs> you keeping up with your own thing or you keeping up with what somebody else is doing? You know, I don't care about what somebody else is doing. You know, uh, uh, I will say the one thing that does rub me is that I see a lot of people that kind of take my ideas or have taken my ideas and they've gone through the channels politically and gotten Grammys for that stuff. And that could rub somebody the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's happened a few times. Um, I won't mention who. I know who I just won't mention, but it's, it's I'm not one to exploit people, but I do tell the testimony. So when things like that happen, it is hard to um, contain your anger. It's hard to contain. It's hard to not want to quit, you know, because you don't want taking everybody that you've done. If you don't want people rather taking everything that you've done and running it up to political channels because they may have a little more um, political power or more contacts than you and then run and do that kind of thing. So I just keep my eye on God and my family and try to keep my heart healthy and my mind healthy. You know, just and then, uh, that's what and I then, gotta do. And then, you know, overall, cause you know, I'm a big uh, advocate for mental health, but how do you mm -hmm. keep your mental health um, at a optimistic? Cause you know, it's a challenge. Like you said, it's, it's hard to, you see all this stuff that going on to just keep your mm -hmm. composure. So how do you keep yourself mentally healthy? Well, first I take them problems to God and I let the Lord help me work it out. That's first and foremost. Um, then I may go somewhere and just scream, <laughs> go somewhere <laughs> by myself, and just scream and holler and get it all out. So I don't take it on, take it out on nobody else. I've taken enough stuff out on my family, you know. <laughs> we are this, we we tend to do that. We have those of us that have families in this business, especially those of the, the men, you know, the heads of the household. But that's in any walk, if you really think about it, because you got executives out there that work for hotels. You got executives or just, you know, your local trash man. You know, he's just trying to hold down a job, hold down his family, but he keeps getting knocked down by the powers that be. You know, we go through this in every walk of life, and we end up taking it out out on the family and it's not the family's fault that's your support system so i had to learn the hard way over the years don't bring that stuff home from the road and take that out on your family go somewhere and work that thing out and then come home <laughs> you know <laughs> don't don't do that don't do that go somewhere else and work that thing out and don't bring it into your place of refuge you don't bring it in your home where you where you you know you you come home to relax and to move side you're not supposed to bring that stuff home but we live and we learn that as we go especially those of us who didn't have fathers i didn't have a father that could break some things down to me, man. I, I'm a chain breaker. My wife and I are chain breakers for both sides of our families. Oh, wow. You know, to uh, have kids from college. You know, my daughter's about to graduate from college next month. My son graduated at 21 with three degrees. Now he's going to the L.A. Film School and about to graduate next year with another degree in music now. He went from sports to music. You know, my daughter, she's got the hotel thing down, hotel management, hospitality, and event planning. She's got that down. You know, taking the Macomb, this Macomb brand, to the next level, because I didn't get to go to college and graduate. I had three mm -hmm. piano lessons, literally, from my Aunt Evelina. They were three one-hour lessons, which means I had three piano, three hours of piano training. So, right. and I didn't get to go to school. I'm straight from the streets. I learned everything in, in in the bars in Cleveland, Ohio, and scratching up my mama's records, as I always say. But my kids, they went to school. They're graduating. So, uh, you you just invest all that you went through. You get the good out of it and invest that good in your kids, man. And it's not always easy. That's not always easy, man. You got to be willing to get over your own issues and not take that stuff out on other people. Or we just become just like the next black man, angry. Yeah. Another 
Wait, am I saying it right? Another statistic? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And it's I amazing. Not with my kids in that, you know. And it's so amazing. Somebody, somebody got to break the chain, you know. Yeah, and you and you have. And the amazing part about it is like the yeah. one saying that one of my friends said: How can you become something that you never seen? And you know, you didn't have a father figure. So how were you able to mold yeah. yourself into this father if you you didn't have a father growing up? Hmm. Well, I always try to become for my kids what I didn't have. You can actually teach something that was never taught to you. Right. And and that's what I believe. I wasn't taught how to be a father. I wasn't taught how to be a husband. Life was on the job training and I learned on them. And that's not really cool, but I had no other way to learn. You know, my wife learned on me how to be a mother and how to be a wife. You know, we don't we don't get a book to teach us these things, man. We don't, we don't get that, you know? Yeah. So, um, I had to, I had to, uh, I, I did what I could to be for my kids, what I didn't have, you know, and we're not going to be perfect at that. We're not, we're, we're right. still human. All you can do is the best you can do. And what you don't know, just try to learn along the way. And I see that the things that I learned as, as an, as an older man or as a father, I was able, I'm, I'm able to watch my kids learn it at a young age. So that's right. part of breaking that chain too, you know the things that my wife and I had to learn. Now my daughter at, at an older age, my daughter and son picking that stuff up at the age they're supposed to. That's when you know you're doing your part. Right. Yeah, that's when you know you're doing your part. Yeah, when you see them actually coming along and succeeding, and you know that you made the sacrifices for it, because nobody made the sacrifice for you in that area. Right. That doesn't mean you. I mean you're gonna become like the situation. And, and add another link to the chain, or you're going to choose to do opposite. And we chose to do opposite. But there's a flip side to that, doing the opposite. Right. You're going to get hit with some stuff, man. You're going to have family that's going to think you're a joke or think you're crazy because you want something good out of life. You know, you, you're going to have even people in the industry that just don't get it. Man, Frank got all this gift, but you ain't got no Grammys. Frank got all this gift, but he ain't all over the radio. Well, Frank ain't willing to pay that price that you did to get yours. <laughs> That's the best That's way I can put it. Some things <laughs> I just don't want to give up to get that, you know. And if it's got to be that way, then so be it. <laughs> and what God has for me, I will get. And that right. means fatherhood. That means in the music business. That means in every part of my life. But what God has for me, ain't no man going to stop me from getting. And if it ain't meant for me to get, then it just ain't meant for me to have. But I'll, I'll take peace. Happiness and joy any day. Facts. Priceless Facts. things, man. And I try, and, I'm, and my wife and I are trying to pass that down to our kids, man. You know, don't don't go after the, don't go after, don't don't, don't go after, uh, bro, bro, because uh, bro. And I think yeah. the beauty too is, I think through your career, you learn the power of patience. So talk about that power of patience of being a father, a husband, in the music oh. industry. Talk about that. You know, I wish there was whiskey in this thing. Because <laughs> uh, was this a, yeah. this a therapy mm. session? <laughs> that is not an owl. <laughs> no. It's just cream soda Pepsi. It's just cream soda Pepsi. I know. But I wish it was whiskey for that, that answer, bro. I'm going to tell you something. Listen. I'm not a preacher. I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. <laughs> and I'm human. And in being human, I had to learn not to ask God to give me patience. 
because he will give it to you. And you ain't going to like it. You ain't going to like the way he give it to you because you going when you say that, you will have you will have set yourself up for all kind of issues to face you. Wow. Now you face them. They face you because they're coming right at you. Yeah. The moment you ask God for patience, oh, I learned that the hard way because he will answer prayer now, I'm telling you. And when I asked for patience, I had the craziest things coming at me. Wow. I mean, even down to driving my car, everybody jumping my way, coming at me directly. Just, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to run me. I'm telling you, it's real. I've mm. lived it. I still live it. I do not ask for patience. Patience is something we just have to practice. Mm. You just have like to practice that. You have to practice the art of patience. It's an art, man. That's not something that we can just do. I mean, let me tell you something. When I was a kid, if you would have told me when I was 17, 18 years old that I wasn't going to get my first album out until the year 2000, wow. do you know how far away that sounded in 1987, 88? If you would have told me that I wasn't going to get my first album out till literally the year 2000, can you just tell how that sounds? You ain't getting a record out till the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, it sounds like two forevers. For yeah. the 1989. That sounds like two forevers. Yes. You know, like you ain't never going to get a record out. If you would have told me I wasn't going to get love stories out until the year 2000, I probably would have quit the business because it sounds so far away. You know, um, patience is just, that's a time thing, man. And, and that's something that uh, it's, it's just, it's hard to master, especially when you know your heart and mind is set on something and you have a, you call yourself having a goal. Right. It's okay to make goals, but just make sure you lift those goals up to God, because if the goal don't happen when you want it to happen, you're going to be ready to quit. But that's where your faith got to kick in. You know, I'm 51 years old and I'm still an independent artist. I came into the game mainstream, signed to Motown, from Motown to Columbia. And then I went indie with the label. I won't even mention they were that bad. So when I realized that I wasn't getting anywhere with those two labels, a black label, a white label and an indie label, and the indie label, I'm the only one on the roster, and they still get it wrong. I said, okay, there, there has to be another path for me. Right. I didn't think, you know, that, that I would be going through what I was going through at that time with three different labels. And you talk about patience. And I'm like, Lord, I just want to get some great music out. Yeah. I want to be able to, to have a nice living, you know, doing what I love to do. There's nothing wrong with that. And don't feel bad for wanting that. Right. Want that for your life. Nobody's born saying that they want to labor. Right. Nobody was, I don't know one person that was born on this earth or read any books from the past that somebody was born uh, saying that they wanted to be a slave. Nope. I ain't never read that in history. Me I ain't read it in the Bible nowhere that somebody was born and said, I want to be a slave. Right. Nope. <laughs> Come on, man. You want the best you can have for your life, but that's going to take patience, man. If you're asking for something and you want it a certain way and you want it uh, without giving your soul on a platter. That's going to take some patience, man. And you may not get, depending on what you're asking for, you may not get because it might not line up with the will of God. Yeah. It might not. It's going to line up with the will of the world. And if you ain't willing to give the world what they want to get what it is you're asking for, I mean, I'm going to have to go put some whiskey in there. I need some communion. And <laughs> it's Sunday, soda. too. <laughs> Cream soda. <laughs> I'm going to have to put some whiskey in here for my communion. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I also, mm -hmm. but it I ain't also, even first Sunday yet. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but I also think patience equals longevity because 
Yeah. Without that patient, you wouldn't have to learn. You you would never learn the music business to put you in a better position you're in today. But yeah, just talk about how patience and longevity goes hand in hand because they to me they go hand in hand. Well, they me. definitely go hand. They definitely go hand in hand. Patience and longevity, but you got to throw wisdom in there too because you get knowledge from reading the books, yeah. but you get wisdom from living what's in the books. <laughs> so there's a difference, you know. Um, Patience, longevity. I mean, you you gotta you gotta have endurance. You may as well throw that in there too, because yep. you gotta endure all that's coming your way while you patiently waiting for uh for for what it is that you're asking to come to pass. You know, and it's gonna take that time. You gotta have longevity. You gotta know how to have some staying power, and uh, just continue to maneuver and ask God to give you something to do while you're waiting on that breakthrough. You know, it's it's not easy. It's not easy, man. I, You know how many people I've heard say to me, man, I wish I was where you are. Well, go through what I went through. Yeah. <laughs> I've even had family hate on me to say, you know, man, uh, I'm just going to jump in and sing and I'm just going to do this. No, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to last. You won't last six months. <laughs> Feel that. Yes. Until you feel this, my house. I shoes. feel like until coming from the screen. Shoes, yes. I you feel, until you feel my shoes, shut your mouth, hang yes. on, and do what you were already doing before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> feel my shoes. Until then, I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. That's right. Hey, that shit somewhere else. <laughs> Just keep it real, man. No, no. Just keep and, it and, real, you know? And I think the artists yeah, need that. to know that because sometimes what yeah. happens is people sugarcoat things. Like, oh, you can do it. No, you got to put the work. You and you have to listen. Work. And you, you have to listen. The work. Let me tell you something, man. I, I worked with, and I won't say names, but I worked with an artist that two other artists turned down. They wouldn't produce nothing for this artist. Wow. And, um, this artist reached out to me and asked me to do a tune with them. Right. And I found out I wasn't the first call. Wow. You know, so, but then when they found out that I had everything that they needed to help them, right. they dug in and just wanted me to just do stuff for free and all this. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. These other artists turned them down because they could not give this artist what this artist needed. Mm. A song to get on the air and resurrect this person's career. But right. the one, the, uh, the underdog turned out to be the one that had everything that this artist needs as a one-man machine. Because I can right. re I can record, mix, I, I know. all of that stuff myself. You do all that stuff. Like I know the, that. This, the, this Christmas project that I got out, my little Christmas yeah. EP is a, combina a combination of everything that, all the Christmas stuff that I've done over the years on my own. Well, that's all me on those recordings. I literally record, mix, master my stuff, one-man machine. That's what I am. They called me the Soul Jazz Superman when I had my radio show, The Living Room. <laughs> and this artist found out after, you know, going to the other people that, th that they felt had bigger names than me, you know, and was turned down by them. They come to find out that this artist, me, could give them everything they needed, you know. And the sad thing is that they were willing to pay other people to do the work. But when they saw that I was a nice guy and that I'm willing to record with you and I say, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm this real nice guy, and, right. and but they don't want to, they don't want to cover me. They don't want to pay for me to, to do the work just cause I'm singing on them. Somebody has got to cut it. Right. Exactly. But, but then, but then they saw that there's another side of me, you know, mm. there's still a business side of me. Yeah. So I get taken for granted a lot because I laugh, joke and the whole nine, but there's a business side 
And and these are also things that I have to have patience in dealing with, being taken for granted. You know, being taken for granted. This real nice guy that's got all this talent, but oh, he'll do it for free. Man, I got bills too. Shit. I got infinity down there that need gas. Yeah. <laughs> I got a whole Pontiac that I ain't getting rid of that need gas. Yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Do you know it costs to have this interview right now? I know. That's why I said thank you. Oh, electricity. Yes. Electricity. Electricity. Yes. Electricity. yes. <laughs> That's why I said thank you in the beginning. Oh, And then the funny thing about it that you bring it up is that this person didn't do their homework and didn't see your resume of the people you work with. And those artists that that I think they reach out to never work with those artists. (laughs) You are so on point. You are so on point. And I didn't even have to say that. But they they underestimate me because I'm not that quote unquote household name out there you know but my 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 uh how do i say this i may not be that big household name i'll say yet because it's never too late but uh, but my career is valuable i have a very valuable career the people that i've worked with the fact that i could do so much that other artists can't do and i'm not trying to slight them everybody's got their own lane but i was forced into this lane because there was never any support for me at any label they never serviced me to radio uh videos none of that i was never serviced to anything mainstream as a mainstream artist i never got those breaks that everybody else got so for anybody to know who frank mccomb is is me my family and god we're the reason you know because i didn't quit and that takes longevity longevity it takes endurance it takes um being talked down on i mean i had family tell me a man don't want to work man don't want to eat that's right you know and that's what he that's what they told me they wanted me to put down my career and go work at a drugstore Wow. I'm not lying to you. This is for real. But had I put down my career and worked at a drugstore, my son never would have the interest of being produ- being a producer, a beat maker, and an engineer. And he's got all of that under his belt. Because- if I would have put if I would have put down my career or put down my my living and went to a work at a, at a drugstore, my daughter probably would not be inspired to be yeah. in the hotel field and to expand and go out and do her own thing in the field to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, to be her own woman. Yeah. So no. Don't let people speak over you what they think should be on you. That's right. No, don't don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't let you know and un unspeak things that were spoken over you as a child. Get yep. that off of you. Rebuke it because I was told that I was going to go to work just to take care of my family. Right? <laughs> no, I got a family to take care of. Yeah. We ain't talking about cousins and all the vacuum cleaners. Yeah. No, they don't work. I, I tell people Frank McCone is like the color blue. He's everywhere. You may not know, but he's everywhere. I had a slogan, Frank McCone, everywhere all the time. Everywhere all the time. That's my right. slogan. Everywhere all the time. And, and and I'm telling you, man, it's just just having this gift. I I love I, I love the gift that God gave me. You know, and it's not just my music, but family. You know, my wife, my right. kids, uh, the ability to be able to travel 
And when, when I was told that I was too stupid to learn piano, that was spoken right. over me when I was a kid, believe it or not. But I got it in three lessons and I'm out here. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm grateful for the gift that I have because in the world's eyes, in the eyes of the world, if you look at it on paper, I ain't supposed to be here. Fact. There's no way in the world a man with three piano lessons could record all of his own music, mix it, master it, and sell it directly to the public. On paper, I ain't supposed to be here. And you ain't are. no way in the world I'm supposed to be able to do that and raise a family with my wife. I ain't supposed to be here. Not that it was always easy. It was rough because I'm dealing with the, with, with knuckleheads in the business, not the good right. people. I'm still waiting. I, there are some great people in this record business, and right. I just haven't had the opportunity to work with a lot of them. You know, but they know you're I mean, there, <laughs> and, I, and I'm here. I can I can make a lot of people a lot of money if they just came on and just found me. But yeah, I keep it. I do it myself. <laughs> I do. It just keep doing it yourself. Yeah. That, that's yeah. They they come. They'll that, come to you when they they really when they really yeah. They come. They're gonna come to you. Because at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, companies always want somebody that can actually just bring the product to them if they don't have to put up the money for it to get done. Yeah. You know, you want that. You want that artist and that product that artist that can do everything for himself, but then at the same time, they want to be able to control it. So if they're not putting up putting money up for it, then they don't have no control. Anytime yeah. somebody putting up money to do something, they're going to have some say-so, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's like being in a trick bag. That's know? right. So, so, yeah, that's just that's just the game. That's how it is. But, you know, it's not going to stop me from doing what I love to do. And I love making great music to the best of my ability and getting it out directly to the people. And, and, and I don't have anybody over me telling me what I can and can't right. do. You know? Yes, yeah, I've had to share that. And then one of my one of my favorite albums, I it's like really eerily beautiful, is your tribute to Donny Hathaway. Cause mm-hmm. I listened to that album okay. from beginning to end. Cause mm-hmm. I felt like the spirit of Donny Hathaway was with you. And I felt like oh, wow, that baby. was a very emotional live album. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a, I'm, I'm all about the detail of an artist's voice and when they're in that moment, and I felt like mm-hmm. you were in that moment with Donny Hathaway, and it was very emotional. Was it was it emotional for you spiritually, mentally at that time when you? Um, I, actually, actually, more mentally even than spiritually, because I was already kind of prompted to do it. Um, I just uh, I say more mentally than anything because people are critical. And I was, I felt that I was setting myself up for all the criticism, but then there was something else in me on the spiritual side that said, don't care about that. Don't concern yourself with people. Don't. I remember um, I had just gotten to New York from Seattle, I think it was, to play The Bitter End. Um, and for those who don't know, The Bitter End is a place where Hathaway did his 70, it was uh, recorded in 71, released in 72, the Donnie Hathaway live album. Um I had just gotten there to play, and the late Kenny Gorka asked me about doing a, a live record there. And I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I do a live record here. He said, we won't charge you nothing. Just come in and do, do a live record. So I was uh, excited about it, right? And um, I got back to my hotel room and said, know, where am I going to do this record? Because I don't have the money for no band. You know, I'm independent. Everything coming out of my pocket and off of me. So I had a conversation with George Benson, who I've known since I was 17. And George said, who told you you need a band? You go in there and do it by yourself. If, they, if they're not tripping on you doing it by yourself, then go in there and take your recorder that you used in South Africa for another record that I did live in Johannesburg. Yeah. And he said, hook it up to their board and record it and and um, and do it by yourself. He said, if there's ever time and place to do a tribute to Donnie, this is it. I mean, 
I would do. He said, if I were you, I would do it as a tribute to Donnie Hathaway because he did that record in '71 in that building. Yeah. He said, think about it. Donnie never did a live record, and he never did. I mean, a live solo record, right. let alone a studio record, right. just by himself in the piano. Right. He never did a record with just piano, live or studio. So he said, man, just go in there, record it, and you own that copyright. That's your that's your copyright. Yeah. And um, sure enough, it worked. He said he was in the house when Hathaway did that record in 71. Wow. George Benson said he was there. Yeah, wow. he was in the house. And um, he says, every time he plays to do a tribute to Donnie, this is it. And I wouldn't do a tribute to Donnie for uh, years. I mean, people ask me at least for 10 years to do it, and I wouldn't do it because of the criticisms. I just don't want to hear people saying, ah, oh, Donnie didn't sing it this way. I just, oh, shut up. You, you know, know you're never going to support her, Danita. You know, she loves you. Cool people. Yeah, she's cool, man. She's cool. She's a, she's an advocate for mental illness. You know? Yeah, advocate for mental for mental illness. Uh it was crazy because when I did that album, uh during that time I was working on that album, that whole little season, I was hearing from a, quite a few quite a few of Hathaway's friends. Right. You know, Leroy Husson, um, I think Rick Powell, I may have heard from him. Uh uh, Eddie Howard, who wrote "Someday We'll All Be Free," you know, the lyrics. Uh, he told me some really deep stories. You know, really good guy. So, but just hearing from those guys, man, it was like such an honor. It was uh, when I did the album. Actor Ruben Santiago Hudson was there. So, I, that that really made me feel special when Benson said that he was in the house when Hathaway did his record, and then I got Ruben in the house when I do mine. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The great Chaz Shepard, Chaz, Chaz came and sat in. And for those of you that don't know who Chaz Shepard is, he's the guy that beat up Derwin on the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tease him all the time. I'm like, man, why yes. you Jack Derwin up like that? You never <laughs> you know? Come on, man. That's right. But that's 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 my dude. Me and Chaz, we go back. Me and that's yes. my dude, man. That's that's like my bro. We go back now. That's another one you should interview. Really good guy. Oh, y'all, I'm definitely, Chad man. Shepard. I got a yeah, list of people that I'm going to highlight, too. Yeah, um, put him on before, that list because Chad's good people. Oh, I will. Real good people. But we, yeah. we're we about to end this. Uh, hopefully, this is going to be a part two. I hope it's going to be a oh, part definitely. two. Oh, definitely. It's done. And I'll have some whiskey in here. There won't be no cream soda Pepsi. <laughs> but real fast, you got this Christmas <laughs> EP out. Talk about this mm -hmm. before we, we, we wrap up. Talk about this Christmas. Well, first off, people are always asking me to do Christmas stuff. I don't want to do the same Christmas songs everybody's cutting. Um, I did a tune with my buddy Till Bronner, who I'm about to go to Germany with. We're going to tour Germany. Um, we toured in 2019 with the same tour. And then we got shut down. I just I, I was able to go to China for one last time before all of this jumped off. It, it was December of 2019. And uh, I went to look for his version of, of uh, well, our version, because I, I did it on his album, What Are You Doing for New Year's Eve? And I was going to make a post on Instagram. And when I went to type in that title, I scrolled and saw at least 100, literally 100 different versions that I stopped yes. looking for his. Because wow. I was going to make the post, you know, I put the music on Instagram post. Right. On that. Yeah, right. I just, I got tired of looking for it. Right. So I said to myself, I do not want a cover. And that was confirmation of my, my thoughts. I do not want to cover the same songs everybody else covering. I don't want to try to come up with another arrangement for What Are You Doing for New Year's Eve? Right. Uh, Merry Christmas to You, the Christmas song. Just, I just, yeah. 
So what I decided to do over the last, I say since 2013 or so, if if I fill up to it, I'll come up with a Christmas tune. So around 13, I did a song called How I Remember Christmas, which describes exactly how Christmas was for me growing up in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, the fun, um, uh, getting Christmas clothes. I didn't want no clothes for Christmas. I wanted a bike. <laughs> my, brother, my brother got all the cool toys. And every year, I thought we were going like we would have a bet who's gonna have the right. most toys and the better toys. He won every year. <laughs> toys that I would ask for, he would get. Right. <laughs> he was the brother, I, guess. I don't know. And then there was, you know, watching my mother, my grandmother, and all my aunts. They stand around the piano singing, and I would just sit there watching while everybody else went outside after eating. They would go outside and have snowball battles outside right. in the evening after we've all finished eating. And I'm watching right. them just stand around the piano and sing. So I, I stayed inside watching, like, wow, I want to do this when I grow up. So all of this wow. is in that song. Then there wow. was, um, then there's uh, Christmas 2020. I purposely wrote this song for the year 2020. The only gift I want this year is peace. 2020 was such a horrific year. It was. And for us to be starting a new decade, and we're 20 years into the millennium. And look at where we are. Yeah. Um, I purposely wrote that song for the year 2020, and now I consider it a memorial tune. Those, it's it's a let us not forget type of tune. Yes. You know, I had someone in Australia reach out to me and and suggest that I change the lyrics so that it could be for any year. Now I'm honored and I appreciate that, but that's not what I wrote before. Man. I didn't want to change the lyrics. I specifically talked about 2020 because. Yeah. What went on in 2020, man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and the lyrics are like the, the second verse says, you know, I'm going to be bold enough to say that we should be grateful today and not live in fear. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the mess that the year caused for us in that year, I mean, we're still here. Yeah. So, and yeah, many tears we cried because we, we lost so many lives this year. And I mean, that's all in the second verse, but right. I'm basically talking about that year purposely and i put that on the sports song uh compilation then there is uh uh john john p key no no christmas without you it's his classic hit christmas yeah. tune john called me up and said hey frank <laughs> i want you and kimberell and i want i want all of y'all you and g more and kimberell y'all y'all sing the song with me we're gonna reflip we're gonna flip this song <laughs> i love my big brother i love my big brother john p key is Crazy. I love it. When he's excited, we all gonna cut this on, man. We're gonna do it. He sound like a coach. John, right, right. right. He, he is a coach. Yeah. He's always coaching us, man. Always coaching us. John Key. I love John P. Key. That is my big brother, man. He'll tell you. That's another one you should try to get. Try to get him on. I'm gonna try because he doesn't like he doesn't like what's it? He doesn't like uh sugar in his uh uh oatmeal or something like he has songs on oh sugar don't Yo, go on good him and fred hammond no, you know, <laughs> fred, <laughs> they had something going on with the grits salt and sugar and the grits i believe it was yes, two, yes. man they're crazy they are crazy i love those guys but yeah he decided to want to flip his tune right and he invited me so when working with john and mind you i've been i've been working off and on with john for like 20 maybe 23 years right Right. And um, whenever you work with John, he wants us all to sing the song from top to bottom, right? And then he's like a medit he's like an editing master, right? Mm -hmm. He'll take pieces and put it all together and make one big track out of everybody. I told him, I said, I said, you almost as good an editor as me. 
You're almost as good as me, right? <laughs> 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 he's, he's an editing master. I tell him, you're almost as good as me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, we just, we clown, man. I love John. So he uh, heard my lead vocal on the tune, and he's like, man, you need to make a version of your own. You yeah. really killed it. So I was like, okay, do I have your permission? He said, man, I told you to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I did, you know, No Christmas Without You. And I, I programmed and did everything on that one as well. That one mm -hmm. and I remember Christmas, tw Christmas 2020. That's mm -hmm. all me. And Najee's playing flute on Christmas 2020. Uh -huh. um, I remember Christmas. Ingrid Jensen played, she played the trumpet solo in, wow. in China, actually. We were in China some years ago. Wow. And uh, she cut it right there in my hotel room. And then uh, David P. Stevens is playing guitar on that out of yeah. Philadelphia. Um, this tune, No Christmas Without You, Without You, that's all me on that song. Programmed the drums and everything. Um, and then that leads me to Christmas Day. John flipping his Christmas hit, his Christmas classic, right. inspired me. Um, you need to flip this tune. You need to flip Christmas Day. And I said, well, if John can flip his tune, then I can flip my tune. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to flip it. So Christmas Day, I ended up, it took me two days, literally two days. I can cut fast. It took me two days to do that whole track. But it took me a little time to do the vocals because, you know, I still have other, other stuff I need to do. But the actual track itself was done in two days. So I flipped my own tune, and that's all me as well. And uh, I decided, okay, after putting out the single with John, the tune, John's tune, I decided, well, let me put Christmas Day out as a single because Motown, I originally did it in 94 for Motown. It was supposed to be a single, but I never heard it on the radio, and I never heard him push it. So I decided I'll do it myself. So I flipped it, and I put it out. And then I thought about it again. I said, well, I own my own little imprint, and I can do what I want to do. Let me put all these songs on a compilation, you know? So because, you know, I didn't really get a push for how I remember Christmas back in, what was that, 13, 12, 13, somewhere around that time. And uh, I figured, let me just put them all on one compilation, have my buddy Shamar, the artist, knock out the artwork for me. So he knocked it out, and I put it out on Thanksgiving Day. So, I mean, people can get the singles if they want, and they can get the whole thing if they want. Now, if they get the whole EP. There's a bonus track on there where I was at the North Sea Jazz Club in Amsterdam uh, Christmas Day, I think 2016. And that's my actual band, the, the Frank McComb Quartet. Jiran um, Vromo on drums, his brother Yeriv on percussion, and Glenn Gaddam Jr. on bass. We were playing North Sea Jazz Club. Three, We did it three consecutive years. And then the club ended up shutting down. Such a great club. But we sold out every single show. Two shows a night. Uh, oh, uh, no, let me take that back. The first night was the first time we did was one show, two show, two sets. Right. Second night, the second year was two show, two nights with two sets, and then the third year was three nights, right. three uh, two sets. And we sold out every single show, and then they went out of business. But I was able to capture a version of this Christmas, and I had my voice. My voice wasn't the greatest, only because I had been doing a lot of interviews. The weather changes, the climate right. changes, that kind of thing. So right. it started to take its toll, and very little sleep. But it was so much fun because when you listen to it, it sounds like an old Ramsey Lewis, old Herbie Hancock record, like Ramsey Lewis, Herbie Hancock, back in their Columbia Records days. Yeah. We're talking like 1973, yeah. 74. Just think kind of like Sun Goddess meets Thrust or Sun Goddess meets Headhunters. And with, with Stevie or Hathaway's voice on top, tired. <laughs> so, so, but, <laughs> but it was so raw. 
And it was so rare. I said, let me just share it with the people. So people can go to my band camp and get this thing. It's called Soul for Christmas, not Soulful Christmas. Soul for Christmas. I'm giving you soul for Christmas. So I love what Shamar did with the box. It's a Christmas. I had this idea of a Christmas box, a Christmas gift being open and his notes coming out. So my buddy Shamar, he made the illustration, hooked it up. Exactly what I saw in my head. Please make that into like a t-shirt and some hats, merchandise. I think that would be real talk. Good idea. I got. <laughs> Why did not think of that? Should have oh, called man. me. You have my number. <laughs> I could have oh. given you that idea. Oh man, it's your fault, man. It's still not fault, late. Man. It's still not late. It's not Christmas late yet. It's still well, no, it's it's, it's kind of late. It is yeah. because well, no, because I would want to take some of that over to Berlin or yeah. Over to Germany rather with me and Till. But I can get in touch with my graphics person and I can tell my graphics person to set it up because uh, Chris, my buddy Chris, she takes care of all of my uh, hats, like movie school okay. music and my FM hats and sweatshirts and things. So just send an email to three uh, Chris, C-H-R-I-S at 3104customs.com. Or is it, no, no, no. I think it's uh, 3104customs at gmail.com. 3104customs at gmail.com. I think that's it. But I've got one even better. If everybody goes to um, it's frankmccombmusic.com, everything is there. My Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter, where to get my hats, and probably the next show that's coming up is, is frankmccombmusic.com. That's the one-stop shop for everything. And you'll see where to get my hats and all my merchandise there. So what I might do is I might have, um, I'll have Chris set that up. It's a good idea. I've seen that picture to 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 her and have yeah, her set that, it up. Make that happen. So the good people out there, yeah. that his link is going to be in the description below. So go get that music, and you know what? Get his other music too. Get his other catalog, man, because he got to pay his light bills. Oh yeah, he got to pay the gas, right? I got to get the gas for that. So for the music, for the I got to. I got to get. I know. Right. Get a Tesla. Right. Get a Tesla. Right. So so to get the music, go go to. FrankMcComb.bandcamp.com. That's F-R-A-N-K-M-C-C-O-M-B dot bandcamp. Like band with musicians. Yes. Camp, <laughs> like camping out, you know, yeah. with the bears and the bees. FrankMcComb.bandcamp.com and get all my music there. Yeah. Yes. That's that's and and that should be you that link should also be with FrankMcCombmusic.com. It should be there as well. So that's the one-stop shop for everything. So yes, and I, I tell people all the time. When you go to the digital outlets, and all my stuff's there as well. You know, you got Instagram. Yeah. I'm not Instagram. What am I saying? Um, you got Spotify, Apple Music, and all of that, yada, yada. People go there and stream and download. When you download music there, you get your music right away. But we as the recording artists, we don't see that for another three months. But if you go to my Bandcamp page, frankmccomb.bandcamp.com, download all of my music there, and I'll see those ties in office in two days. Not three months, but two days. Right. So support the artist and not the system. There That's you go. what I ask. Support the artist and not the system. And we're yeah. going to end off with that. Mr. McCone, thank you for coming yes, on. Sir. Wait for part two. And we're out yeah. of here. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>
there whenever it matters And even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you Here by that I'm behind you But always got you End of discussion Nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders For what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world Until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever So don't ever you fret Know that you covered Not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you Fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, I've been down Cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all My message to any dad, man, first off, know that yeah, it, it is a hard job But it's the greatest job in the world I wouldn't trade it for anything I wouldn't change anything about it Everything you're doing from here on out If it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.